In the meantime, I can play with my levels. A little bit. Or my levels. How are my levels? Hey, yours are about the same as mine. Excellent. Because, you know... Whoa. Hello, So, welcome back to another episode of Scouting Stuff You Should Know. This is episode some number or other. I've already forgot. <laughs> I'm going to go with about 38-ish, but honestly, it just fell out of my head the minute I tried to even say that there. So, tradition is upheld. Uh, <laughs> there we go. And you have got three of us tonight. Um, you've got myself, of course, Ken, Scouter Ken. Colin is with us as well. Hello. And joining us for the first time is Alec. Yes, hello. Hello. And actually, um, Alec is the one who really suggested the topic for tonight. Because now, as I've discussed on the program before, um, you know, Colin and myself, I mean, we both were in Scouts from Beavers on up. But it's, it's funny when you think about it, because, you know, you're in Beavers for three years, and you're in Cubs for three years, and you're in Scouts for three years, and you're in Ventures for three years. And I mean... I, this is roughly, but you know, like if you actually look at the program plan, that's how it's supposed to go. Uh, and, and then, yeah, and then you're in rovers from 18 to 26, so up to eight years. It's the section that you're in the longest if you actually get to that section. So, um, like I know even now when I get together with, you know, people that I was, that I count as friends from the scouting movement you know, I still just affectionately refer to them as the Rovers, and so does my wife, actually. <laughs> Even though I don't think any of us has been a Rover, well, gosh, almost yeah. a decade since I aged out. Yeah, exactly. So, right. But, yeah. And, Alec, you were the one who suggested the topic, which is, you know, changes to the program under Canadian Path. And actually, I'm really keen to hear about this because that is one area that I haven't, um, one area of the path that I haven't given enough study to. I mean, I've got the manual in front of me, so I'll be able to follow along. But... I think, Alec, I may wind up letting you um, drive a little bit since this was your idea anyways, and then Colin and me will interject as we're able with color commentary and reminiscence of... Yeah, and some witty repartee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Youth led after all, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So are you Uh, a rover now? There's a good first question. Yes, that'd be important. I am indeed a rover, a very fresh rover. I'm 18. Oh, brilliant. Well. Yes, I just joined, so I never saw the old program, only the new one. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll see how much it's changed, if it in fact has changed. Okay. So, the new rover program is based around these PDPs. Now, PDP stands for Personal Development Plan. And in essence, what you do is you look at what a rover has on his plate. So his main, uh, his main thing occupying his time, like scouting roles and school and work and more scouting roles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, rovers do often wind up being the workhorses of their, uh, their scout groups. Yes, yes. And uh, then you, you have a discussion with a mentor. So... For example, I my mentor is my former scouter from when I was a scout, and together we sit down every month or so, and we look at my six goals, which is the main point of the PDP. 
So there's six spices, right? The social, physical, intellectual, cultural, emotional, and spiritual. I think I might have repeated myself, but, but anyway. That sounds yeah, right, but yeah. The idea is that you set one goal per spice. Okay. And so you try and develop yourself in all six areas throughout the course of a year. So I'll give an example. Uh, we, I, so I just started Rovers in September and I only read the manual in about December, January, given my, what's on my plate. Right. So I only, so what we did for this year is we set two goals for, to work on. And so my two goals were wood badge two, which uh, they try and get started on that. And that's when I found out that they changed the program to be more like the Rover, ironically. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And and to work on some of my outdoor adventure skills, I could become a more autonomous scouter. Excellent. Yes. And so then within that, you want to try and make smart goals. So specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Yes. Now, SMART is a framework that is not unique to scouting. It's uh, That's become an acronym that's had a lot of play in the business world as well. But So there you go, preparing you, scouting, preparing you for life. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's a good <laughs> framework, you know, uh, like you said, and you just rattled off the meaning of the acronym there, but, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. Um, so, you know, you don't want... You don't want a goal that's vague. Um, you don't want a goal that's difficult or impossible to track whether you've actually achieved it or not. You don't want a goal that is completely beyond your reach. You don't want a goal that is, you know, on some completely different playing field from what you're doing in Rover Scouts. And, you know, you want a goal that's timely you want it to be something that can be completed within a specific timeline and is also um relevant to your station in life at the time that you're pursuing that goal in yeah exactly so going on that is after you set your goal you break it down into objectives okay so for example read the woodbats 2 manual and do one of the modules because the wood batch two is uh, modules now that you complete to get the wood batch two. Mm-hmm. And then to inquire about, is there any clinics being given and whatnot? So you have little achievable goals for each goal, a little achievable objectives for each goal. And so then the idea is that every Rover has a personal development plan, right? Right. So that's that's a lot of goals for everyone. It is. So and then, you said these were yearly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then the idea is that you make your whole program off of that. You, 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 Everybody has their goals, and then you decide what activities to do based on what each person's goals are, more or less, of course. But so then you have a challenging program that develops not just yourself in the spices, but everyone else in your crew. And vice versa. Okay. Um, so if I'm hearing correctly, it's uh, you're, you're basing your actual rover program on everybody's goals that they want to achieve in the year. That- More or less. Exactly, yeah. Now, so, yeah. So- just before we continue, and maybe you'll explain... Um, 
you know, just how effectively that works. Now, to my mind, one possible stumbling block there is the fact that when you have, say, eight or a dozen people, I don't know the size of your overcrew, but like I'm just going back on the history of ours. Uh, when you have eight or a dozen people who have, you know, set individualized individual goals for themselves, now trying to come up with collective activities that somehow satisfy the criteria of one or more of those goals for most slash all of the people involved. That sounds like a real mountain to climb. You know, that sounds like it a pretty sound. big hurdle to get over. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's, that's an interesting thing to try and combat. But for my crew, as uh, not everyone has taken the goals very far, of course, because not every, this doesn't appeal to everyone, unfortunately, but my crew, I'm, uh, I'm with people. We just started our crew this year and a lot oh, of the people are in their, yeah, thank you. Everybody else is like in their mid twenties ish. So they're not at the younger end of the spectrum. So what happens is each person has like a few things they want to do. So then you try and bring it together to try and create things that achieve spices development all the while achieving the goals. Does that make sense or did I rattle off? It it does, but at the same time, it just, I guess I could see it being like, I mean, if you have, as you say, you know, people who are kind of um, just backburnering the whole thing or, you know, not particularly interested in pursuing it too, too heavily, especially if they're almost at the point where they're aging out of rovers anyways, then, you know, yeah. they're probably going to also be more willing to just go along with, you know, if there's say a couple of you who are really, you know, actively pursuing your goals. And if between you, you can come up with a bunch of activities that satisfy those goals or work towards those goals. Well, the others will probably, I assume, be willing to come along with that if they're not chasing their own goal plans, because you know what? They're there for the activities, hopefully. And, you know, if you're the ones who are planning them, well, in true over fashion, they should be right there. <laughs> Someone else is doing the work. Yes. Oh, man. yes. The way it ends up turning out oftentimes is like, for example, I, I want to work on my wood batch too. Okay. Well, none of the other scouters and none of the other rovers have wood batch too yet. So then we can try and come up of a way to have a wood batch two development that satisfies modules for all of us. So then I've done my wood batch two and they've developed themselves that way. And then given they didn't have six goals at the beginning, then they can say, Oh, you know what? That can be one of my goals because another way that the guide, for the new handbook for the rovers looks at personal development plans is as a peer mentorship uh, way. So like you set goals together as a team and you get peer mentored instead of having a specific mentor, mm -hmm. just kind of the way that the older rovers in my section have adapted the personal development plans. Yeah. Okay. But historically, um, the old rover program had that peer mentorship. Yeah, to a degree. Um, here, we'll go on a bit of an excursus and kind of um, outline how we did it in our crew. Um, you know, back when both of us were, uh, this would have been, fifth, well, about a decade ago, yeah. no longer. Cause gosh, I'm 35 right now. Yeah. So 35, 18. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. 
when we started. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a while back, let's just say 13, 13 years. Let's not do the math. Yeah. Let's not math. <laughs> I'm probably wrong about the math anyways. <laughs> uh, we got to stop doing yes. <laughs> late, late at night. <laughs> Anything with numbers, just let's not. But anyways, so, um, like initially with, and I don't know, I should follow up on the, with the book here, I've got the scouter's manual beside me, but like with us, the Rover hierarchy, if you will, kind of adopted some knightly terms, page, squire, knight, um, to sort of, um, demarcate where you were along the path to becoming a Rover, you know, Rover, when you were a fully invested Rover, that was the equivalent of knight. Um, when you first joined, you were a page, and, you know, so you were basically, in a way, this kind of mirrors how we did it with, how we still, until uh, basically the onset of the Canadian path, did it with beavers, right? Because, you know, if you had a, a brown tail who hadn't been invested yet, the technical term for him was kit. And then, you know, you would invest him and he would become a brown tail. And we've kind of downplayed that terminology a little bit, but that's how we did it in Rovers as well. You were a page first, and that was basically, you were... It was a guest, a really. guest, really. It was an inquiring stage, you know, um, really taking cues out of a lot of different f- formation programs um, with this with this approach. And then, when you were ready to begin um, the actual formal pursuit of your investiture as a rover, you know, there was a ceremony, and you were designated a squire, and there were. Uh, I believe a handful of requirements to satisfy, none of which come to mind at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one of which was, uh, well, it followed along like the the models of the different sections. So you had to, uh, sharing, sharing, sharing. Well, that's right. Best. You had to like talk about something you did. You had yeah. to uh, demonstrate a, Proficient task, a proficiency, team. a task that you had a particular aptitude for. Yeah. Um, scouting was be prepared. That was the journey. Was that the journey? Yeah. Right. And then what did we do for challenge? Uh, the ventures. That, that was something like do your best, but it was something you had never had experience in. So right. you had to take on a new, a new Thing. challenge as okay. it were. <laughs> right. There we go. <laughs> How droll. <laughs> right. That's right. So yeah, we were kind of making a, a recap of everything. So yeah, sharing was pretty easy. I mean, you could just get up and dialogue in front of the crew <laughs> for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. Just talk about something, you know, just really bear your soul for a little while. And that was usually good enough. Um, do your best. Just something you were good at. Yeah. Go on. Um, and then likewise, challenge, right, was, you know, developing and mastering a new skill along the same lines as do your best as Colin mentioned the the big centerpiece and perhaps it's fitting that this was the one that corresponded to scouts but the big centerpiece of the squire process was what we called the squire's journey and the squire's journey as we defined it was um, you as the squire had to plan and execute accompanied by a mentoring rover okay Um, because as a squire, you did have to take on a rover, a fully invested rover as your mentor, basically. And so you and your mentor had to go on an overnight journey, um, which you as the squire had to completely plan and, you know, supply. And yeah, it had to 
you know, it had to be a trip of some substance. You couldn't just like go slum it in a hotel for a night. You actually had to like be out in the world, had, sleeping in a tent or a yeah, lean to. You had to or, go somewhere yeah. and stay in a tent. And it usually involved a hike of some duration. Right. Um, so like, for example, uh, for mine, um, you know, at the time I was still dating my, my wife at my wife now was my girlfriend then. So, um, I elected to ride my bicycle from Edmonton, the city in which I lived to Vermilion, the town where her family lives, which is, um, at least according to the people who make the maps, um, a journey of 192 kilometers. And I decided to bicycle that. Um, I cut out a little bit. I started closer to like Elk Island National Park, which shaved off about 30 uh, clicks. And then because I had a headwind and inclement weather the whole way, um, my sponsoring rover, my mentor, was uh, gracious enough to allow me to ride between towns on a couple of different legs of the trip. But, you know, still, I probably put in eh, at least 150K on the bicycle. And... um, yeah, that was a very long trip. And then I hauled my butt in the door at her parents' house. This is the first time I've met her entire family. Um, and literally her entire family was there. All of her sisters, grandparents, a couple of uncles and aunts, uh, cousins. And I'm just like, you know, I haul myself in the door. I'm sweating like a pig. This is the first time any of them have met me. I'm just like, Hi, guys. Can't stay for supper. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta, gotta go, go camp in the yeah, uh, local provincial park. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Gotta go. Yeah, of course. Meanwhile, my mentor is you know chowing down on delicious chicken fingers and whatnot. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and then you know, the next day, woke up, made breakfast, and did you ride back? No, no, it was just one way. Oh okay. God, <laughs> that would have been. So. So, yeah. And then, you know, afterwards you had to, um, you know, just prepare a little report of your journey and present that to the crew because obviously, you know, your mentor is there, but the rest of the crew is not. And so that has to be presented to the crew as well. Um, I didn't do mine up quite as fancily as Cam did his, you know, in the style of Lord of the Rings, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had some, uh, interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting journeys along the way. Yeah. But then once that was complete, you know, once you had completed basically all of the challenges appointed to the squire, you were... You still had to do uh, the rover component, which was service. Oh, that's right. So you had to put in certain amount of hours. See, I just forgot about that because back back at the time, I yeah. had community service hours coming out of my ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Um, we, uh, Alec, you mentioned earlier the, the many roles of a rover... And uh, Ken yes. was no exception. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, and even then, gosh, you know, I didn't even get into the scoutering, like the, the, the scoutering component until a couple of years after I'd been invested. But I mean, like yeah. I just did a lot of community volunteer stuff at the yeah. time, especially with like the kitchens, right? Yeah. So um, service hours were not hard for me to accrue in any quantity. And so, yeah, then once you've satisfied all of those requirements, um, you're invested as a rover at the den, rest in ashes. Uh, and then you're a rover. And at that point, it was kind of, if there was any formalized thing you did, 
it was, you know, you would be asked by another squire to be his mentor or her mentor. Um, but then post investiture, you know, as a fully invested rover scout, um, there wasn't really any formalized process that we followed after that. Certainly nothing like the personal development plans, um, you know, sort of yearly goal setting and mentorship. It was just kind of, we... Things that the crew did. Yeah. And so whether that was things that we would... camp or something. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, a lot of service, right? Because the motto is service. So, you know, helping out as extra scouters when needed, running camps uh, and other events. Being involved in the community, like... Uh, our sponsor organization, um, they... The Community League, yeah. Yeah, the Community League there. Um, they redid their park, and we helped out with that. Yep. Yeah. And then also just, you know, getting together as a crew and either just hanging out, yeah. watching terrible movies, yeah. or um, <laughs> that was the thing. One of our number worked at a movie you know, movie rental place back when those still existed. And it would just be our thing to walk in there and pick the most horrible looking movie just based on the cover. So like you pick it up and you're like, this is going to suck. Let's do this. Get some popcorn. <laughs> and, uh, or, you know, actually just like taking on, you know, a challenge between ourselves, right? To like go and Float hike out up. onto Burton's... Vi- Float a couch across Upper Kananaskis Lake. Yes, that was one. Or even like you, me, and I think it was you, me, and Robin. You know, we just hiked onto Burtonsville Island in like the dead of winter and yep, no tents. Yeah, <laughs> built a lean-to, oh, built a fire. Yeah, just for fun. <laughs> that was a good sleep, though. That was a really good sleep. So. Anyways, back back with you, Alex. Sorry. For, yeah, sorry. For that was just a tangent. Yeah, that was that was a, just a, an excursus <laughs> to just sort of outline, you know, how, and I think it kind of does serve to illustrate just how much the program has changed now under Canadian Path because, oh, yeah. you know, we had a very formalized process to get to the point of investiture, but once you're invested as a rover, um, you're, you know, it's basically just rovers was always very much about you know, the youth led, we had our advisor, Ian, hi Ian, shout out. And, you know, he, I mean, he was certainly there to offer advice when it was needed and and offer counseling, but, you know, fundamentally it was, you know, it was youth led before it was cool, I guess you could say. Um, Because yeah, I mean, we would just get together, plan a couple of things to do, go and do them, lather, rinse, repeat, but there was not really a formalized goal setting structure to it. Alec, um, for being a rover under the Canadian path, is there any kind of, like, uh, the squire's journey, the squire process to becoming a rover, um, That that's all about personal development, personal growth, and I see that in Canadian path as well. That's what they're trying to foster. Um, but it when you start a rover crew under Canadian path, are you all rovers? Like, is that just uh, from the word go? Well, I see here in the manual, sorry, Alec. Yeah, you go ahead. No, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Like I was just looking at the manual here and like, I see there is still a process of investiture, 
and you know maybe it just helps to quote from them. This is page two hundred forty-four of the uh, the new Canadian Path Scouters manual, by the way. Before yeah, investiture, the uh, yes, if you're following along at home, the uh, before <laughs> investiture, the new rover scout should be linked with an existing rover scout within the crew who discusses and explains the principles of scouting. The new rover scout is invited to consider the following questions: What does being a rover scout mean to me? What is scouting all about? What is my place within scouting? And what can scouting add to my life right now? Now, after this time of discussion and reflection, the new rover scout is ready to join the crew as an invested rover scout. In an in a sense, the rover is ready to launch his or her canoe into the rivers and lakes to which he or she has been oriented to begin paddling his or her own canoe. The crew arranges for the investiture to occur as soon as the new rover scout is ready to make the promise, ideally within the first three months of the member's first activity with the crew. All right. How did that work for you, Alec? Just out of curiosity. We just kind of... We're all rovers. You know. ah, we so we you didn't just really did that. have a formalized process because we weren't all that organized at the start. As as things turn out, when each member has at least two scouting roles plus rovers, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a little hard sometimes to make sure that everybody can even be in the same room together. Yes, it is. Very. It, that's probably our biggest challenge as a crew, trying to coordinate very busy people together from three or two or three different scouting groups how big of a crew do you have we're only like we're only like six or seven people i'd have to count hold on yeah we're seven people all right uh, i I, i'm a skip in one troop a helper in the other troop a rover here helper on the council there helper on the group community there oh wow a lot of helping. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you you are certainly living up to the uh, motto of service as a rover. Yes. That's for sure. Well, uh, fun fact: the motto actually changed in the new program. Did it? What? What is yes. it now? It is oh. go beyond. Well, you seem to be doing that oh, too. So, yeah. well, <laughs> carry <okay>. on. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we to judge? <laughs> oh, that breaks my that breaks my wonderful <clears throat> pattern, though, that I had noticed. What's that? What's that? Is that um, as we got, as a scouting youth gets older, yeah. his motto gets shorter. Because <laughs> think about it, right? What's Sh- beavers? Sharing, sharing, sharing. Yeah, That's yeah. quite a lot of letters, actually. Yeah, yeah. What's a cub? Do your best. Do your best. Yeah. Be what's a scout? Uh-huh. Be prepared. Those are about the same. Now we're down to one word. Yeah. Now, now what's ro- uh, venturers? Challenge. Challenge. <laughs> and rovers was service. One word, but even shorter. Uh, but now we've gone back to two words. That just uh. that's unfortunate. Just ruining it. Oh man. How could they? This is just the year that all my good jokes die. <laughs> you won't be able to use that one anymore. I know. I also can't use the joke about uh, Twitter and the Oilers. You know, yeah. Twitter was invented in 2006. Therefore, uh, no Oilers fan has. Or, sorry, Twitter was invented in 2007. Therefore, no Oilers fan has ever tweeted about his team being in the playoffs. Yes, that can't. also is no longer valid this year. You can't do that. <laughs> um, so. You talked a little bit about mentors, and uh, I guess that was sort of the. Uh, the, the one question that I had is that, you know, like, yeah, who can be, well, you talked about a couple of different kinds of mentors and that's actually one thing I wanted to clarify. So like, presumably you're, do you have like, 
a single mentor then, or can you have multiple mentors? Or are there like different kinds of mentors that you'll have as you're, pursu- as you're pursuing your goals for the year? So uh, would you like me to answer you with quotes from the Rover Scout handbook? Sure. If you've got the page number, then by all means do so. <laughs> page 13, for all of you following at home, page 13 of the Canadian Path Rover Scout book defines mentors as providing support, encouragement, and guidance for you as you develop, carry out, and review your PDPs. Now, who can be a mentor? Well, your mentor could be a more experienced rover scout, a scouter, or even an individual outside of scouting. In certain cases, you may even choose to collaborate with another rover scout you regard as a peer and support one another in your personal development as peer mentors. So in essence, a a mentor can be pretty much anyone. So for me, I, I, I looked up to my former scout leader when I was a scout myself, and I asked him to be my mentor. But some other people may choose to be mentors to each other. So if I have a a rover friend who's 18 as well and we both say hey you know want to be each other's mentor so we can aid and support each other in our personal development then we can do that or if uh, we decide if the crew wants to do something a little less formal then they can do this as a crew you all mentor each other so like what we what my crew did a while ago is they gave out the pdps and that meeting we helped each other come up with goals and in ways we could maybe help each other and developing them. For example, one of the girls in the crew said that she wanted to learn more about cars. So one of the other rover, a rover advisor actually said, well, oh, well, we could have an afternoon where we go and fix my car. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a advisory thing to say. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Change the oil in my car. <laughs> oh, yeah, look, that's that's how you do it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's kind of the way that we're approaching it as a crew as a whole. And so you may wonder then, what does a mentor do? Well, according to page 13 of the Rover Scout Handbook, a mentor fulfills the following roles, a motivator, resource, supporter, and a coach. A mentor will help you better understand yourself, build self-confidence, learn how to set and achieve challenging goals through the use of PDP process, create action plans to achieve those goals, identify challenges with the goals and discuss how to overcome them, widen your perspective on yourself and the world, improve critical thinking skills by asking you the right questions, help you develop a healthy outlook on life, and encourage the development of good time management and prioritization skills. Awesome. So, yeah. And if you have the Scouter Manual versus the Rover Handbook, you'll find pretty much the same stuff actually on page 239, where, and it probably notes this in your handbook as well, a mentor also holds a Rover Scout accountable to his or her goals. A mentor never gives a Rover Scout answers or tells a Rover Scout what to do. A Rover Scout must figure out his or her own path through reflection and critical thinking. A mentor helps the Rover Scout arrive at his or her own decisions by asking the right questions at the right time. Our mentors uh, followed the uh, trial and error method. They let you try (laughs) and fail. (laughs) Then they mentor you. (laughs) Yeah, then they they say, okay, so what went wrong there? (laughs) 
Oh, that's the youth led, eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, right. yeah. That's like I say, we, we were doing it before it was cool. Um, oh, yeah. Now, I guess here's the thing, too, because, okay, this is going to sound weird, or maybe it won't, if it happened to you. When you were invested, did you get the Buffett? I have no idea what that is. All right. So they've obviously changed the investiture ceremony a little bit. Mind you, if you actually Google for Rover Scout investiture ceremony, you will get a bunch of different um, answers, answers, but a bunch of different, you know, formats that have been followed over time. Um, the one that we went with is, uh, is actually the one that uh, I believe it came right out of Rovering to Success. Mm-hmm. So it was Baden-Powell's sort of initial... Um, investiture ceremony. And I mean, it's basically a fairly, you know, it's basically a slightly more formalized scout investiture. You know, Um, you're asked, you know, did you want to become a rover in a worldwide brotherhood? I have. Um, Are you determined to do your best to be honorable, truthful, and straight in all your dealings? Blah, 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 blah. I am. Have you carefully thought about what you're doing? I have. Do you understand that service means at all times you be good natured toward others? And so on and so forth. I do. Um, optional washing of the hands. <laughs> Understanding these things then, I ask you to renew or make your scout promise, uh, bearing in mind that you're expected to interpret it from the point of view of that of an adult. So you repeat the scout promise, and then the uh, rover scout who is investing you, or if it's your advisor, um, shakes the new rover by the left hand and gives a buffet on the left shoulder, which is to say strikes you hard with his right hand. <laughs> saying... I trust you on your honor to keep your promise and give you the buffet, which knights of old received to remind you, as it did them, that you have one tender point, namely your honor as a rover. Nothing should be more quickly felt than an imputation against it. And then you're given, you know, scarf and other accoutrement of the uniform and, you know, the ceremonies closed out. So... That was how I was invested as a rover. Yeah. How'd your investiture go down? <laughs> well, there wasn't really an investiture because we didn't have any older rovers. We just kind of existed. Oh, so you're ah. so as you move on and more rovers join your crew, you can uh, develop the investiture procedure. Exactly. That way, I can make others suffer. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, so. Back to page 244 here, because yes, that's also in the Scouter's Manual. Now, it's worth noting what they've laid out, but as I said, like, I mean, Baden-Powell laid out an initial framework for an investiture, and obviously many other um, groups over the years have taken and devised their own takes on it, so I wouldn't be surprised if um, these guidelines, which are a little bit general, actually, um, end up being fairly generously and liberally interpreted by different scouting groups uh, around the country. But as defined under the Canadian path, the investiture ceremony has two parts, a time of personal reflection for the new Rover Scout and the ceremony itself. Um, Several Rover Scouts and Scouters may be invested as part of the same ceremony if they are fully screened and prepared. (sighs) A time of reflection. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Before launching like, any really? canoe, last yeah, yeah. checks are necessary. Sober second thought. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're staring at the water and thinking, "Can I really? Can I really take these rapids?" 
<laughs> a trip will never be successful if the right equipment is not in good working order or the paddler is not prepared for the journey ahead. On the day of his or her investiture, the new rover scout is invited to spend some time reflecting on the journey ahead. He or she also reflects on the promise, law, and motto of rover scouting, the very things that will be accepted in the investiture. The majority of these ideas have already been discussed and reflected upon during the orientation process. Therefore, the length of this time of personal reflection would be less than an hour in length, though it should be long enough to be a significant part of the ceremony. Okay. And then the ceremony itself. After this personal reflection is complete, the Rover Scout is officially welcomed into the crew through the investiture ceremony. The ceremony should reflect the modern and inclusive nature of scouting. Come back here, phone. All is forgiven. Uh, we actually have headphones in tonight because, you know, don't want any crosstalk on the mics. Um, the investiture ceremony should reflect the modern and inclusive nature of scouting. It is up to each crew. Aha, there it is. It is up to each crew to decide upon the type of ceremony and location for the ceremony. So... Perhaps Buffett's could still be a thing. No, I don't think so. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, there, there, there's something somewhere about that. Oh yeah, the, probably in the new code of conduct. Yeah. I don't think we're allowed to oh, strike it. Oh anybody. god, yeah. That's a different. Oh. <laughs> that's a totally different topic that we won't get into tonight. Yes, but uh, yeah, yeah. the basics for every Rover Scout investiture ceremony include the saying of the Rover Scout law, promise, and motto. Okay. A Rover Scout's commitment to self-development and personal improvement, um, which actually, now that I think about it, was also reflected in the Baden-Powell ceremony because, you know, it begins with, you know, um, injunctions to, as a Rover Scout, you know, adopt the motto of service and really understand that in a very broad way that includes, you know, self-improvement, personal cleanliness, all of this good stuff. He was very big on personal cleanliness. But then again, I guess he was in the British Army. So would you advocate personal uncleanliness? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm suggesting otherwise. Improvement, um, which actually, now that I think about it, was also reflected in the Baden-Powell ceremony because, you know, it begins with, you know, um, injunctions to, as a rower scout, you know, adopt the motto of service and really understand that in a very broad way that includes, you know, self-improvement, personal cleanliness, all of this good stuff. He was very big on personal cleanliness. But then again, I guess he was in the British Army. So would you advocate personal uncleanliness? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm suggesting otherwise. Um, the awarding of the Rover Scouts new Woggle and Necker, if they don't have a Necker from participation in Venture Scout sections in this group, and words of welcome to the Rover Scout crew. So there you go. Words of welcome. Yeah. You're the ne- I see you're the newest sucker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Welcome to the crew, sucker. <laughs> and yet, strangely, you'll want to be there. <laughs> yes, very strangely. <laughs> no way out. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's a good... I mean, I think, like I say, like, they've left the exact formatting of the investor ceremony open enough that, yeah, just about... Any crew could come up with its own ceremony or even go back to, you know, some of the ones that have happened before and just, you know, make little tweaks and adjustments here and there, um, which is cool. And so the big change really is, well, there's one other big change that I want to discuss as well. But I mean, the big change to the program, it seems under Canadian Path is just that sort of post-investiture, there's a much more formalized process to, you know, sort of make... Um, 
that self-improvement and the com- that commitment to development much more formalized, you know, um, yeah. in a way, you know, with more paperwork, but also, you know, with that setting of goals and then sort of that constant mentorship, something that the old program would have incorporated at the point where you were progressing through your squirehood. Um, but then, you know, once you hit Roverhood, I mean, there was no formalized thing there. So that's interesting to see. The other thing that is different under this program is that, okay, so previously, um, the top award achievable by a Rover Scout was the Duke of Edinburgh. And to be fair, Rover Scouts can still obtain the Duke of Edinburgh. But the thing about the Duke of Edinburgh was, and continues to be, that it's not a specific to scouting award, right? I mean, I think that scouts probably comprise a significant number of its recipients, but technically you don't have to be a member of scouting to receive your D of E. That's correct. Um, although it does say here in the manual, just noting that, you know, uh, page 238, work on the requirements for the Duke of Edinburgh's award can easily be integrated into both PDP plans for individual rover scouts, as well as the plans of the rover crew. Some rover scouts may find that achievement of one of the levels of the DAV award is helpful to focus their goal setting. It's a helpful and recognized addition to resumes, and more, infi- more information about the award can be found at dukeofed.org. But under Canadian Path, we've actually added an actual unique to Rover Scouts top section award called the Canadian Rover Scout Award. And the requirements for this actually, I mean, one nice thing under Canadian Path is that, like, whereas before we would have had Chief Scout and Queen's Venturer, now we have those top awards for the other sections as well. The Beavers have one, and I have one, maybe two youth who are going to receive that. The Cubs have nice. won the C&E award. Um, Scouts still have Chief Scout. Venturers still have Queen Venturer. And now Rovers, in addition to, you know, having the D of E as a possible goal, have their own top section award within the scouting movement, the Canadian Rover Scout Award. And the requirements for it have been structured in such a way that they, you know, basically um, reflect a more advanced... They're more advanced versions of the requirements that are, you know, common to all of the top section awards now. So to get your Canadian Rover Scout award, in addition to being a Rover Scout, you need to um, complete the personal progression PDP at least three cycles. So I guess that would mean you probably got to be in the program for at least three years. The Rover Which Scout makes and, sense. Yeah, that would make sense. The Rover Scout and his or her mentor agree that the Rover Scout has made sustained effort toward personal development and has demonstrated that he or she has learned from the process. Okay. Uh, Second requirement, complete a total of 32 stages, cumulative, of the outdoor adventure skills. Okay. Um, Rover Scouts are required to complete 80 volunteer service hours. That eight, that's 8-0, not 18. Um, these hours do not have to be completed within scouting and do not have to be completed as part of one activity or event. Although volunteer service activities completed as part of the section's program do count toward this requirement, Rover Scouts should be encouraged to find their own opportunities to give back to the community in a way that has special meaning to them. And then, the last requirement is complete the Scouts of the World Award 
or another service project. With the approval of the crew leadership team, the Rover Scout will complete a challenging project that matters on a personal level and will benefit a community, local, national, or international, using the plan-do-review framework. The Canadian Rover Scout project may be completed in conjunction with or in support of a project for another organization. And just a word on that Scouts of the World Award. This is a program created by the World World Organization of the Scouting Movement, WOSM, uh, to engage scouting members in the fields of environment, development, and peace, and uh, generate positive change in our communities and internationally. <clears throat> the requirements for the award... Participate in a discovery, learn about development projects and search out opportunities to make a difference, select and explore a particular issue, piece, development or environment that is of interest to the Rover Scout or, you know, team thereof. Create an action plan to make an impact along that theme, complete a volunteer service project requiring at least 80 hours of service. Um, this may be done as a group, uh, possibly including Venture Scouts or even younger sections. There's also the possibility of inviting colleagues or classmates to join in the project. And then share the results of the project. This could take the form of a formal report, presentation, a video or photo essay. Um, this project, uh, sorry, the rep- well, the project and the report should be shared with younger sections, which is an interesting uh, little bit of requirement um, in the sense that, you know, you as the Rover Scout... <clears throat> as part of this Scouts of the World Award, have to take what you've done and then share it with the younger sections. Which is nice, actually, because, you know, one of the nice things about those linking events is that it gives the younger sections an opportunity to kind of look ahead to see um, what's in store for them if they continue on in scouting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is the new Top Section Award, which, like I say, still sticks to the framework that we... Um, require for the other sections, which is um, personal progression, in this case, through the formalized planning process versus, you know, me as the scouter sitting down with my Cub Scouts for a year-end review, um, completing a number of stages of the outdoor adventure skills. 32 is a lot more than five, but there it is. Um, The volunteer service hours and then the project. And in a way, that kind of reflects what we made people go through with the Squire's journey, doesn't it? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say it sounds similar but different. You know, you can, uh, you could take away uh, very similar concepts on both sides. Definitely. Well, wow. So, I guess quite a lot has changed since last I wore the red beret. Mind you, the Red Beret was never part of the official uniform no. anyways. It was just something we took on for ourselves and uh, stuck with it. I still have mine. I found it the other day. What about you, Alec? Any uh, any additions to the uniform that you've made? Oh, I, 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 wear, my, I, I wear my Tilly hat and uh, I, my scout staff that I keep around. Oh, excellent, nice. excellent. Both good yes, things. I, I, I just I just started those with my scout troop recently. The scout stays. It was nice. Yeah, those nice are that, that is a fun project for sure. That's how they get their knife permits by <laughs> shaving off uh, the sticks. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> when when we were going through scouts ventures rovers, we would occasionally have staff fights. Um, where, <laughs> where <laughs> you, you would grab on to the same staff as someone else and away, away you'd go and you'd try and rip the staff out of the other's hands. 
<laughs> How many casualties in that game? Uh, we were informed. One staff. Yeah, one staff. <laughs> Although there was that one 100 plus where we were informed that uh, this would no longer be included as one of the events that uh, youth had to participate in. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. I think there was a dislocated shoulder. <laughs> well, to be fair, the person we put the the person who was running the event um vastly underestimated his own strength relative to scouts uh, so yeah that uh that was an unfortunate planning choice that mm-hmm. would not have passed the uh the risk analysis these days but <laughs> I don't think so no but gosh i think that was back when i was inventurers so yep <laughs> long time ago all right. Well, thank you, Alec. Um, I don't know. No Have we missed anything? Is there anything you'd like to talk about <laughs> regarding no, I, I rovers? Much, <laughs> no, I think we pretty much covered it all. Well, awesome. It certainly has been an eye-opener. Like, um, so I am I, duly enlightened. Uh, I wasn't sure how Canadian <laughs> Path affected the rover program, but it's nice to hear the changes. Even though I may not agree with all of them, but that's just a personal preference. Well, <laughs> but the nice thing is, it's youth-led, so yeah, yes, we could always be adapted. That's right. Yeah. Guidelines. There not, you go. Not rules. Guidelines. <laughs> so it's written on a book in a book bends, right? <laughs> ah, that's true. Ah. That's true. I like that. That's good. Ah. All right. Well, yes, definitely. Thank you, Alec. That was uh, that was awesome little discussion, and yeah, definitely an eye opener to see just how much the rover program has changed since you know I aged out of it. <sighs> My goodness. Well, uh, let me think. All right, as always, of course, uh, a big thank you too to the folks at Scouting Radio for rebroadcasting this and all of our episodes to their worldwide scouting audience. If you're listening to us on Scouting Radio right now, um, please let us know. Reach out, get in touch. We would love to hear from you. And you can do that in a few different ways. You can send us an email, scoutingstuffpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice message. Um, Just go to scoutingstuffpodcast.com and look for the little leave us a message link in the top bar. You can record up to 90 seconds of audio right in your browser window. You can follow us on Twitter at SSYSK Podcast. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash scoutingstuffpodcast. You can leave us a review on iTunes, as people have done. We love to hear from you that way. That is, uh, that is a great thing. And much like Alec tonight, you are, of course, also more than welcome to um, volunteer your time to come on an episode and talk about a particular topic with us. Uh, we definitely like to have new voices, um, new input, new insight. That is that is always a welcome and wonderful thing. So thank you again, Alec, for for coming on tonight. This has been just great. Great, I, I'm glad I could help. Yeah, totally. All right. Are there any other shoutouts? Not tonight. At least hmm. I don't think I have. I don't have any either. No, I think right. we're good for the moment. So okay. I will just say then to everyone listening, thank you for listening, and until next time, be prepared. Mm-hmm.